The following podcast contains spoilers and words such as done and bother. Mate, did we watch a thing this week? Yeah, we did. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to We Watched a Thing. It's Billy and Topher here with you for another week. How you doing, Toph? I'm well. I'm well, Billy. Um, as for you, can I just say, your beard looks like murder. <laughs> Why is that? I don't know. <laughs> but the police are onto you. <laughs> is that because my good looks are deadly? Sure. <laughs> I'll believe what I want to believe. <laughs> How have you been, buddy? What have you been up to? Nothing, mate. Pandemic. Can't do shit. That's not true. I went to a pub yesterday. Did you? With nine other people? Yep. We were given one hour to do our business of eating and drinking. <laughs> then we got the boot. I should have done what Nanjiani did in this film. Just been like, I will have two alcohol. <laughs> Do you serve alcohols? Oh. <laughs> it been long enough since I'd ordered over a bar. I almost forgot what to do. <laughs> Crazy times, isn't it? I did. I got a nice little email today from our local cinema saying reopening soon. And I was like, yes, yes. I mean, I know that you'll only be allowed 20 people inside, but still that's a start. <laughs> Shall we talk about a movie? Let's do that. What did we watch this week, my friend? Uh, new Netflix. Wasn't meant to be a Netflix movie. Turned into a Netflix movie. Uh, the Lovebirds. That's right. 2020 American romantic comedy film directed by Michael Showalter from a screenplay by Aaron Abrams and Brendan Gahl. And it stars Issa Rae, Kumail Nanjiani, Paul Sparks, Anna Camp, Kyle Bornheimer. And as you said, this was a Paramount film. It was initially meant to premiere at South by Southwest, followed by a cinema release in March. But of course, that didn't happen. So here we are in May, getting it straight to the, you know, stream directly to our houses. Um, let's talk about it. Sure. What's it about, Toph? It's about a couple who break up on their way to a dinner party. They then accidentally hit a cyclist. Uh, their car is then... Um, commandeered by somebody who intentionally hits the cyclist repeatedly. They then go on the run because they think they're going to be done for murder. That was that was a very, very in-depth um, description. I mm. feel like you could have left out half of that. Okay. I'll just point people in the direction of our movie reviews and 20 Qs episode of last <laughs> yes. week and you telling people <laughs> what Die Hard with a Vengeance is about. I knew that's what you were doing. I thought I was having a bit of fun there, mate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's pretty much exactly what this film was about. Did you know anything about it going in? Had you seen a trailer or anything? I knew so little about this film going in. So little. I knew who was in it. Uh, end of story. So, let me ask you then. Let's imagine, if you will, a world where there is no pandemic, okay? This movie gets released to cinemas, as was intended. Mm -hmm. Would you have gone to see it? Only if there was nothing else out that week and that this was what we were doing for our weekly episode. Yeah. Otherwise, it's absolutely the kind of movie where I'd go, eh, I can wait for Netflix. Yes, this was such a smart move. Like, <laughs> I mean, I know that they were kind of forced into it, but it would have been ridiculous to try and hold this for, for cinema release still. When cinemas do reopen, like, think about how many things that have been held are going to be released, you know- 
all at once, this wouldn't just have completely fallen off with the amount of competition it's going to have. Yeah, that's certainly true, I think. Even, I mean, you know, you said it was due to come out in March, was it? Yeah. That's a pretty quiet time of year, so you can see it potentially finding an audience then. But once it comes out and it's just, you know, Christopher Nolan into DCEU into Dune, like, it's just hard to see where this film was going to get any oxygen in the next 12 months. Yeah. So I, I'm I'm glad that they decided to drop it straight to streaming. And you know what? I Looking at some reviews, I seem to be in the minority, but I really liked this film. I enjoyed it enough in a- I, So I watched it on a Sunday afternoon- yeah, it's one of those, it's it's not ideal. Like, if you really want to lock into a movie, then Sunday afternoon, lights coming in, the window, your phone's right there and you can't resist looking at it a couple of times. <laughs> it's like, it's that kind of movie. And in that setting and for that purpose, I wasn't disappointed in it. Do I think it's great? No. <laughs> Was I entertained for the not even one and a half hour runtime? Yeah, I mean, I like the runtime. <laughs> <laughs> Look, maybe it's a personality thing. Maybe I don't know if you're very familiar with Kumail Nanjiani, but if you've ever seen Silicon Valley, which is one of the best comedy shows on TV, it was it was up there with like Arrested Development for me in terms of laugh out loud moments. It's got that guy I hate in it though, doesn't it? Ah, uh, he's in the first couple of seasons. Yeah, okay. he 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 goes away once he kind of was forced to go away from everything. Okay, <laughs> but he was never the lead. He was always a, a supporting character. But Kumail Nanjiani is so funny in that, and also much like me, he's a big X Files fan. He hosts an X Files podcast, which is pretty amazing. And I was a big fan of The Big Sick as well. So, I just really like him and I kind of always want to see him succeed. So, maybe that's part of why I liked the movie so much is that I do find him very funny. But I I quite enjoyed the whole thing. I thought the premise was solid. It was directed quite well. I, I like Issa Rae as well, who he's with. I've never seen her before, but I thought she was really quite funny as well. So, yeah, I was quite into it. Yeah, for me, where the film succeeds is just in- the energy with Ray and Nanjiani, just those two being together for me is enjoyable. Um, you don't want to stop and think about the plot or decisions being made in this film for more than a split second because it would completely fall apart. But that's fine. That's not what it's about. No. And I mean, and luckily enough, as you say, the film is only like 87 minutes long. And I would, I would dare to say that the two of them are together in all 87 of those minutes. So, if that's where you're getting the fun from, I mean- that's 87 minutes of fun, my friend. <laughs> um, I actually don't think it does fall apart too much. That's one of the things that I really quite liked about it is that, okay, sure, they're making bad decisions, but they're clearly not the most confident people. They're not used to being in this kind of situation. And the movie kind of plays with that, even when the cops eventually do catch up with them and they're like, like, we know it wasn't you guys. Like, I think that's a bit of fun there. Yeah, that's actually a, that's actually a really good scene. When they're interrogating them. Oh, well, yeah, not interrogating. And, like, yeah. and they're just falling apart, telling them about the time that <laughs> she was dealing pot. Yeah. Just that line. I mean, that line. Of the, I mean, the delivery from, from Nanjiani is just spectacular. The, you know, in her defense, she only did it so that people could get high. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good. He he has such great delivery. He's He's got perfect comic timing. And I love the way that he can be so meek and, like, nerdy. But he's got quite 
strong energy too. I, I watched this on date night with my wife and the first thing she said was, man, he's attractive. And I was like, really? <laughs> that's just, that's never how I've thought of Kumail. But I mean, sure, roll with it. Yep. <laughs> Maybe that's why she's with me. <laughs> one, <laughs> one thing I thought was really kind of fun watching this movie is the knowledge that this is a guy who recently shot an MCU film. Some people may have seen there was a photo floating about of Nanjiani with his shirt off, just in this kind of oh, dude, jokey kind of ripped. way. Just look, you know, just this. Of course, it's self-serving, but it was also done tongue in cheek. The look how hot and ripped I am for this Marvel film. And there's a bunch of times in this film where they have to shoot a scene in a way that specifically does not draw attention to the fact that he's currently ripped because this character would not be. Very strange thing in a film to have to lean away from someone being attractive. Yes, yeah. And then they have to show him shirtless at one point as well after he's been kicked by the horse. And it is hard not to not to notice his abs. <laughs> <laughs> Something for me that when I took a second to think about it, I was like, okay, are all these people just very different from me? Or is this something where you can't think about it because it, it doesn't stand up to reasonable human behaviour? Um, they... I need to try and get my uh, my order of events right here, but they they get to that bar where they're meeting the congressman's wife or girlfriend or aide or someone just after 10pm. Okay, yeah. At this point, they are knocked out. They come to a little while later and they're tied up. Let's say that's 10.30. Yeah, okay, yeah. There's then a bit of a scuffle, yada, yada, yada. They get to a, a pharmacy that's open late. Let's call that 11pm. Yeah, they then get from the pharmacy to the dinner party that they were originally going to. So, at like, optimistically, it's a quarter past 11. And this, this dinner party is still- Not only is the dinner party still going, they're welcomed in like, oh, you're finally here. If I have a dinner party and there's still people at my house at 11.15, I'm fucking giving them the boot. <laughs> Who are these people? <laughs> I yeah yeah okay I guess that's reasonable. Are, are you sure it's that late? What makes you certain it's that late? I I I just did it, mate. I did the order of events for you. But what made? I mean, you started with the bar at, at like ten p.m. Ten o five is when they walk into the bar. Uh, oh, oh, so is that actually is that explicitly said? Yes, because that was that they were to meet at the bar at ten p.m. and they get there at like at like you see their phone. It's ten o five. All right. There is no way that I would still- I mean, if I have you round for dinner, I'm like, get out by like 9.30. Yeah, there's the door. <laughs> yeah. I mean, maybe we're old. Maybe we're just too old, man. Jeez, if, like, if people were ever round at my house at that hour, it, we were not in dinner party mode. We were bombed out of our skulls. <laughs> And we're upsetting the neighbours. They were everyone there was still just politely sitting around, and I was like, "Well, that's just unrealistic." Lines of coke. <laughs> Even if people are still there, you would have moved to the couch or something, unless you're like playing a board game or something. But these people weren't doing that. They were clearly finished eating. What were they doing sitting at the table? Doesn't hold up. I'm telling you. Biggest mystery in this movie, easily. That's it, right there. Although then, you know, the great thing about that scene is that someone hacks into something and the guy says, we're in. 
<laughs> which as, as, we as know, a screenplay is contractually obliged yes. to say. <laughs> All right. Speaking of d- decisions that you don't think a human would make, would you rather have bacon grease on your face or get kicked by a horse? Kicked by a horse? Easily. Easily, right? Why do they pretend in this movie that getting kicked by a horse is the worst bit? Like, Yeah, I'm not lining up to get kicked by a horse. But, but oh. kicked by a horse or face mutilated? Uh, yes. That's the thing. After he's been kicked by the horse and she now knows what both options are, she picks the grease? Yeah. That's so unrealistic. And by, like both of them, their delivery in the scene is good. They're doing everything they can with those lines. But underneath it all, you're just sitting there going, no. That's <laughs> a dud decision. To me, though, that was the only thing I can think of that didn't, like... Like, you're saying if you think about this film too much, it falls apart. To me, that's the only scene I can think of that doesn't line up. Okay, so when they run away to begin with, that was that's what you'd have done? May Like, honestly, maybe. Honestly, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, like, I don't know. If I'm being accused of murder, if I'm being accused of murder and these people are on the phone to the cops saying, you know, this guy's a murderer... I like the um the person who makes the call to the cops there trying to deal with her white liberal guilt as she's describing them. It's a nice little moment. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what's a nice little coincidence? What's that? Do you know what I watched one week before watching this? Could have been anything, mate. You've been watching a lot of stuff. <laughs> I give up. Uh, it was Eyes Wide Shut. Right. Yep. Yep, tying in with the whole sex cult thing. This was quite possibly a sequel. <laughs> they don't wear bird masks in that, though, from memory, do they? Well, there's a variety in Eyes Wide Shut. Someone's probably got- someone definitely has something beak-like. Those those beak masks are terrifying. Ask for trouble. They're just- It's all fun and games till someone loses an eye at the end of a beak mask. Oh, so nasty. I mean, bird, birds are terrifying. But they are. They're disgusting. They're awful. <laughs> No, they they really really scare me. You know I have a thing about birds. Oh, I'm dude, I'm fucking terrified of them. <laughs> I don't like them at all. And the last thing you want to be mixing is is birds and sex. I I don't want to be having sex with someone wearing a bird mask. When does that become fun? Never. That's when. Yeah, so that I mean that group sex scene. There's see, there you go. You're like what else falls apart about this film? There you go. <laughs> Trying to get aroused while terrified of a bird mask. <laughs> problematic i thought it was an interesting choice you may or may not have noticed this um interesting choice in this kind of movie to not really have a soundtrack yeah i didn't like the scene where they sung (laughs) yeah a little bit of Katy perry i just like just cut that scene and the movie becomes slightly (laughs) shorter 84 minutes (laughs) 84 minutes and better see from memory that's just about the only song in the movie except for when they're at the frat guys place who were inexplicitly listening to 90s rock yes that struck me as well i was yeah. like no you guys this is who your dad listened to yes that's exactly what i was thinking i was like i was rocking out but i'm like dude i'm old yeah. <laughs> yeah. i thought that was a really strange choice to me i was sitting there going like i wonder if this was just like the cheapest rights they could get or something because it really struck me as strange. But from memory, apart from those two scenes, there's virtually no other soundtrack. Which in this kind of movie, like you think of these kind of fun romps, they often have quite the uh, 
the collection of songs going on. Yes, right, you are. Hmm. Maybe they maybe they blew the budget on the lighting for this film, which, act like honestly, good looking film. I was going to get to that. Let's talk about the cinematography because I think it's a really nice looking film. And if you look at the poster, for example, there's a lot of you know nice colors and stuff going on, and the film really carries that aesthetic. You're talking about the lighting. There's lots of really nice coloured lighting going on. I thought the cinematography was really, really good for a film like this. It's, yeah, it was. I was really pleasantly surprised by it because a lot of the times with comedy, you're closer to the sitcom style of lighting where it's just this very front-lit, flat-looking image. This film, I suppose it, it helps as well that because it is kind of a an unravelling mystery, you can lean into that style of lighting without it seeming too weird yeah um that it's lit in reasonably dramatic fashion a lot of the film um but just just a very good looking movie yeah i agree 100 percent. going forward you know nanjiani's coming off the big sick which was a success yep he's going to be in a marvel film soon how like five five years from now how far up the list of someone's making a comedy Here's our list of people we're going to call in this order. How far up the list do you think he is? It's an interesting question because I kind of feel like in recent years, I'd say over the last 10 years, the concept of the list is kind of dead to me. You know, like you think of movie stars. I don't know that we really have that anymore. I feel like casting is much more eclectic these days. I think there's still, you know, like you think of action- and at the moment, you know, Tom Cruise is still kicking about. Um, but, you know, a lot of the newer MCU stars, you know, you think of an action film, Chris Pratt, for example, has mm. become very much the go-to. I feel like there's less of that with comedy. I feel like, you know, you think 10 years ago where there was that big crew of like Will Ferrell and Steve Carell and all those guys. I'm not, I'm not so sure that that really exists anymore. And I'm kind of glad about that because I think what- Nanjiani does really well is stuff like this, this that's a little bit offbeat. And to a certain extent, I think it's funny given that, as I said, I don't, I don't think of him as like an attractive male lead or anything, but I think what he does really, really well is rom-coms. Like you look at the big sick, he carried that off really nicely. So I'd like to see more of this kind of stuff from him. Do you see him? Because I, I, I wouldn't say he's a household name. And I don't know. It'd be curious to see if the MCU changes that. Am I wrong there? Do you think he's a household name? Yeah, I suppose it depends how many people watch Silicon Valley. I like. I don't know. That's sadly ended now. So I'll be curious to see if he does continue with any TV at all, or if he considers himself a movie star now. Yeah, he might be above it. Yeah, movies, and then once every four years, you get Netflix to write you a massive check to do a comedy special. <laughs> yeah, that's that's where it's at. That's. <laughs> So, how are you scoring this? Um, look, for a film that I watched on an afternoon, occasionally looking at my phone, um, I was I was entertained enough. This, this was fine. Six out of ten. Yeah, okay. I'm a seven. I would watch it again quite happily. Um, you know, you're like, yeah, as you say, it's not going to change the world. It's not the greatest comedy. Prob- it probably won't even be the best comedy of this year. I'm sure of that. I, well, I'm hopeful that we'll, we'll see more. Um, but I, I I had a lot of fun with it. I really liked the cast. I thought the production was really quite nice. So, yeah, I'm a seven. All right. What are we getting to next week, bud? 
Next week, we're back on the patron request train. Yes, we are. We've got a request for 1981's uh, Time Bandits, which is basically a Monty Python film without the Monty Python tag. Um, Have you seen it before? I have not seen Time Bandits. I'll be curious to see what you think. I had it in my draft picks for when I was on So I Married in Movie Geeks um, 1981 draft year fantasy draft. Right. So I managed to snag that as my number four, I think, four or five. So, yeah, I'll be curious to see what you think. In the meantime, if you want to get in touch with us, you can do that at wewatchedathing.com or wewatchedathing at gmail.com. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all under the handle at wewatchedathing. If you want to help support the show and make us watch something of your choice, you can do that at patreon.com forward slash wewatchedathing, and we'll catch you next week. G'day, everybody, and welcome to the show. You got B-Diz, you got Toph. How y'all doing? Crickets. <laughs> Nothing. Let's do that again. All right. You can't ask. You can't ask the listeners how they're going. <laughs> yes. And expect yes. a response. Okay. Let it's me not, start. It's that not again. how this works. Let, yep. Let's just stop talking and start it again. <laughs>